Welcome to Are We Doing This? The show with Jay, if he ever shows up, Isaac, and Connor. And Xavier. And Xavier. And Xavier. Oop, forgot to mention myself. So how are we all today? Well, it's Friday. So I guess uh, I made it. Is it Friday Friday or is it just like regular Friday? It's Friday Friday. Are you looking forward to the weekend? I am looking forward to the weekend. Party and party and all? Yesterday was Thursday. Today it is Friday Friday. Will there be party and party and all? There will be party and party and ah. You gotta get down on Friday. You gotta get down on Friday. I was sitting in the back seat, chilling in the front seat. Nope, that's backwards. It doesn't matter. All I'm saying is I've got a convertible. I just want to say that that video has gotten 143 million views. That's pretty good. Rebecca Black? Do I remember her name right? Rebecca Black? Rebecca Correct. Black. Correct. I'm looking at it now. I'm going to go see how bad the comments are. Never look at the comments. Okay, before Xavier reveals it to us, Isaac, how long ago do you think that Rebecca's Rebecca Black's Friday video was an internet ses- sensation? I want to say like eight years. So 20. Yeah, I want to say it was like. I want to say it was like nine ish. So like 2010, 2011. Xavier, yeah. where are we at? September 16th, 2011. Katy Perry's Last Friday Night included uh, Rebecca Black as a starring figure. That's like the snake eating its own tail there. That's where does the celebrity... So is the transit property of celebrity status such that you can be like a fake celebrity and then a real celebrity sort of lifts you up into Pantheon and then suddenly... Your fake celebrity was part of your real celebrity. I've got to read you the best comment on the on the YouTube's. Tomorrow is Saturday, and Sunday comes afterwards. Tears rush down my cheeks. That's so deep and meaningful. I mean, it's great for when you forget actually how the uh, four of the four of the seven days of the week interact with one another. Um, it's not super helpful for. Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, but if you're having trouble with Thursday through Sunday, Friday is your song. I don't know. I mean, I kept track of Britney Spears, and then it's all been kind of like clones since then. Hot take. I've never seen the whole Friday music video until now. (laughs) (laughs) I avoided it for almost nine years. Back in the before times, we'd play it every Friday morning at school time. Hello? Hello? Hey, Jay. Can you hear me? Hello, Jay. Yes, are you on Skype? I'm here. Oh, those poor children. Oh, 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 for your kids, not for your childhood, which was, okay, right, yeah, because that would be, you would have to kidnap Rachel Black with a time machine. I am a time traveler, yes. Rebecca Black, not Rachel Black. Yeah, wait, who's Rachel Black? I don't know. What are we talking about is this the show you gotta get down on friday jay we gotta get down on friday you gotta get down on friday jay come on get down on uh, friday with us let's everybody's looking forward to the weekend everybody let's jay just, even you let's just it's, it's friday friday come on jay you gotta get down on friday 
Jasper. God damn it, Jay. If you don't get down on Friday, I I think you'll have to be banned from the show if you don't get down on Friday with us. I mean, we can't even be friends. You, you got to exhibit just a little bit. Jay, you can't continue until you exhibit just a little bit of get down for this Friday. We just will a talk little over bit. you until you exhibit a little bit of get down. You got to give us the boogie. Time has no meaning. Jay, what day was it yesterday? Time has no meaning. Go death down the book. Time has no meaning, and it's a flat circle. Time has no meaning, and it's a flat circle. We only need four days. Come on, yesterday Jay. Was Thursday. A little bit of the boogie. Friday. You got the I funk, don't... Jay. I know you got the funk. I just want to know how many views of this video ISX family has contributed. Oh, no, we uh, we Spotified that shit. We, uh, we, have, we had a whole playlist. Oh, my God, this video is so bad. Have you ever seen the video? Yes. The video was part of its celebrity success. Its bad video is what brought it into our consciousness. I say we make Jay listen to Friday until he gets down with the boogie. Not listening to that. Well, you can listen to, like, blues, jazz, all kinds of classic. You don't have a choice, Jay. You must listen to Friday. Spirit and verve. <sighs> you guys talk. I'm just going to play Animal Crossing. Jay, what is your taste in music? I don't think we've actually talked about this on ever. I don't really have taste in music. I mean, it, like, 80s power ballads. That's about it. So you were probably a big fan of Frozen 2, then. <laughs> I present to you the best song lyric ever. Fun. Fun. Think about fun. Hmm. Yeah, we gotta we gotta move on from from uh, Rachel Black, uh, Rebecca Black, Rebecca Black, Rebecca Black, Rebecca Black. I think Jay, like, give me give me like a top of mind power ballad. What's uh, what chords are rocking through your brain? Uh, it's, gotta be, it's gotta be lost in the woods, right? Let from me the, see. Let me think here for a minute. What uh, from the hit movie, the hit movie Frozen Two, Lost in the Woods. You mean you want just like an example of some songs? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what what's in your head right now? What's been what power ballads have been rocking oh, you through your day? Oh, like uh, like right, like right this instant. Yeah. Okay, like uh, like uh, Huey Lewis and the News: The Power of Love, Jump by by Van Halen, uh, Drive by Jump. The Cars, uh, Sweet Dreams by Annie Lennox, Separate Ways by Journey, Sweet Hungry Dream. Like the Wolf by Duran Duran, I Ain't Missing You by Johnny Waite. Uh. I hate so much 80s music. Oh, you got me writing like the 108 BPMs, Jay. I'm here for you. How can you hate on 80s music? I just, it, it's not good. What? Do you like The Cure? No. What is your taste in music then? I like The Smiths, other than the fact that they're problematic. Uh, Hang the DJ is a really good song. It is no, a good song. No, it's not. It's a bad song. Why is it what? a bad song, Isaac? It's boring. Keep talking, Isaac. How it's is it boring? boring? Terrible. Explain to us how 80s music is bad and how Hang the DJ is boring. Because tastes are inscrutable. And yeah, our tastes are we... good and yours are bad. And you're trying to explain your way out of the hole. So continue. <sighs> oh, okay. I, 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 don't, I don't feel like I need to explain myself to you of all people. Oof. To me of speaking, all people? What is, speaking, of, what, what, speaking of tastes... Jay, dig a little, what are you drinking? Let's dig a little deeper into that. What, <laughs> me of all people. So what are you drinking, Jay? What are you drinking? 
What are you drinking? I'm drinking a little fizzy water. How, what kind of fizzy water? San Pellegrino. San Bellegr- Pellegrino. Hibiscus. San Pellegrino with a P. That's what I said. Hibiscus? San Pellegrino. No, it's just it's just regular regular old mineral water. My bubbly water canister ran out this morning. I went to get myself some bubbly water, and I pressed how, the button with and with, it just with sprayed. your with your canister situation. How is it that you do not? Um, and I, I'm not I'm not trying to get down on you. I'm just curious. How how are you not ascribing to? Uh, like Merlin Mann's theory of like three is two, two is one, one is none. Like, how do you not always have like at least one backup canister so that when one goes bad, like you don't have to go to the store, you can just swap it out. And then it's like, oh, I'll just go to the store whenever I need to actually go out and do other things. It's not the gas that ran out. It's the water. Uh, The keg is empty. Right. So it's a a five gallon keg. Like a backup, backup keg. There, there's no room for a backup keg in the fridge. It's the the keg is extremely large, and I feel so like you need I, a bigger house. Uh, I mean, you're you're not necessarily wrong, but the problem with having a bigger house is that then you have to clean a bigger house. I got that. I got that parts per million water. I got that that lead tainted water from the municipal taps. Mm. I, I also have my uh, city-issued zero water filter, which is a very expensive-looking Brita thing. It's not Brita. It's a competitor. But I am definitely uh, generalizing Brita's trademark here. So, yeah, it's like a Brita. It's a Brita, but it's a zero water. Isaac, what is what is your uh, soda water-making device of choice? Uh, I have a... Five pound tank of carbon dioxide. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like you had like a soda stream or something. No, no, I no, have. He's got a whole I have rig. like. I have like like if you had a kegerator. Yeah. And you filled it with water instead of beer, you would have my setup. Yeah, he's got soda water on tap. You got mm-hmm. that robot water. I got. I got a beautiful, wonderful. Five gallons don't have to fill it very often. Keg of water in the fridge. Hey, Isaac, Whoa. I got a I got a fizzy water question for you. I got a fizzy water answer for you. Excellent. Uh, can you please explain to us your um, fucking issues with eighties music? You know, I could, <laughs> but I feel like I don't have to explain myself to you of all people. I I'm just curious as to what what is the me of all people part of this? What have I done? Well, I mean, we're talking about taste here, and I well, have it. You don't. Clearly, that's not that's not a hundred percent accurate. Oh, jazz break. Oh, uh, update about Re- Rebecca Black's Friday. Uh, it's got three point seven. Rachel Black. Wrong name. Um, it's got three point seven million dislikes and one point one million likes. <laughs> that is not a good ratio. And one hundred forty-three million five hundred and seven two hundred and forty views. <laughs> well, I don't think we actually got to Isaac's taste in music. I think we just got to how you disagree with him, but you haven't. We haven't gotten to that part. I'd like to hear what Isaac likes. Isaac, what do you like? 
that's a very good question for which I do not have a very good answer. It um, changes day to day. I don't have very good taste. Um, and Oh, I was defending you, Isaac. Defending you. Here's here's what I like. Here's what He's I like. Indefensible. Much music He's that indefensible. is not from the eighties. It was you're right. No, I I like a lot of music. I just generally don't like eighties music or eighties movies. Wait, now you're now you're shitting on eighties movies? Because they're bad. They're problematic and bad. Even but... Star Wars? Star Wars is That's barely a 70s an 80s movie. movie. That's a 70s movie. Episode 5 and 6, correction. Yeah, it's barely it's it's barely an 80s movie and it doesn't play like most 80s movies do. Here's the thing. Even Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it was all right. Um I haven't watched it in a while. I need to rewatch it. Here's here's where it comes from, I think. I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. My dad was a pastor. And I didn't really get to listen to much music that was not either oldies, which at the time was 50s and 60s, or from the various Christian quote-unquote artists. So I got to 80s music and 80s movies in the same way uh, very late. Um, And I just... I feel like if you don't grow up with it, it's hard to come back to. I've felt these feelings. I I know these feelings well, Isaac. I must admit to you, my brothers, I missed the Goonies. I I missed the boat. I'm not sure I've actually seen it. I didn't even know that it was really a thing until I was in my mid-20s. I didn't even try to watch it until I was 30. And I got about 10 minutes in and said, this is weird, racist garbage, and I don't like it. And I was out. My least favorite movie that I can think of is Dumb and Dumber. I've never seen it. Don't <sighs> see it. You haven't missed anything. It's Jay, terrible. Jay, I hear that you are upset with our takes, but I think... Can you posit- Can you define the positive qualities of the 80s? Can you proactively defend it? Not by citing the good things in it, but by giving us a sense of like the, the good qualities that those movies and music had. The feelings they engender. I think the positive aspects of the 80s culture, whether it be music or film or television or whatever, uh, I, I think there's just sort of partially nostalgia and you know everybody likes to look at things with uh rose tinted glasses uh and and i think also the 80s has become a caricature of itself um you know 80s nights 80s theme nights 80s music nights 80s movie nights etc etc i mean you mentioned ferris bueller's day off like that's a sort of that's like a canonical 80s film i mean that Isaac, I, I, I understand. You, 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 do, you do have to have grown up with it, I think, to be able to appreciate it in the way that I appreciate it. So I, I can understand why you don't. But I think there's just something about the 80s. It was, it was a time that was so wholly different. There was none internet. There was zero internet. There, just so much has changed. 
Uh, and I think to a certain extent, people that uh, wax nostalgic for the 80s, like I do at times, being having been born in the 80s, is it, you know, you want to like harken back to those days when like, I don't know, you, there was no internet or screens and you played outside and you went to an arcade to play video games. And, you know, we've, we've lost so much of that. The world is the world has moved on. And you walked past the ruins of the old steel mill to get down to the arcade. Because you had oh, I did. Oh, for sure I did. Yeah. Did you have long hair in the front or the back, but not both? I never had, nor ha will I ever have, a mullet. But at uh, two different times in my life, I did have very long hair. Cool. I really wanted the Jedi rat tail. <laughs> I was I, I was pretty impressionable. I was like a good Padawan. I said, "Young Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor, I want to sort of grab your rat tail, but also I, I like wanted the Jedi rat tail too." I did. Wait, Ewan's or your own? N no, like I wanted. I wanted my own. I thought yeah. they were ridiculous. I also thought they were ridiculous. Is it, was there a function for it, or was it just the style of the time? No, it was the it style was, of the time a long time ago. The that happens to look strangely like ours. I like that it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, because it does posit that Star Wars is taking place in the same universe as ours, just, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far away. But, like, we could have lightsabers. That would be really, well, problematic, I think, realistically. Lightsabers? Yeah. I. You don't want to empower the population? No, I would love Second that if I didn't think that every, literally everyone would be walking around with one hand. I, that's a that's a risk I'm willing to take for lightsabers. I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely think that that if we treat lightsabers like knives, you have to be 18 to purchase them, like hunting knives. You know, uh, you have to be 18 to purchase them. Maybe like firearms, you have to get licenses. Like we can have a civil society where everyone has access to lightsabers. That's fine. Let me be clear. Everyone has access to like guns. Let me let me be clear. If we had lightsabers, I would have a lightsaber. I'm just saying. I think that you gotta have a there would be uh, there would be far-reaching consequences. Right. At the same time, every person on the Earth, seven billion souls, would cry out into the Force. Whoa! I have a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. That would for sure attract them aliens. I, new era, my brothers. Can I can I talk about my musical tastes now? Yes, please do. Okay, first of all, I want you to guess. What do you think I like? Blues music. Oh. 70s uh, psychedelic rock. <laughs> I mean, I do like Pink Floyd, but not, not what I was thinking of. Rockabilly? Mm, too old. Mm. How about I just tell you? How about you just tell us? That would us? be preferable. I am a big fan of punk music. That doesn't surprise uh, me. Do you have a problem, Jay? No. Continue. I just think punk music... Let me explain why. Like, I just think it was so influential for the time. 
like think so you about like, it. You, you like punk music of the early punk era, not yes, necessarily like, modern or pop punk. Like like the Clash, the Sex Pistols, the Ramones, the Misfits, the Buzzcocks. Why did all the good band names happen in the seventies? Because everyone was on drugs. I don't know if I would call those good band names. I I do like some eighties music. Um, show tunes. No, I'm not a show tunes person. I fucking hate show tunes. I do like indie music and uh, hipster music. What does that even mean? What does that I'm mean? I'm also a big fan of Neutral Milk Hotel. That that that's what that means. Neutral Milk Hotel is right in the hipster music pocket. That's some uh, <laughs> that's some uh, uh, lobby music for an expensive but not mm, good. Nice, hotel. not nice. It is Modest Mouse, the old Modest Mouse before Float On. Back back before it was popular. But, but, uh, yeah, I, I liked Modest Mouse before they were cool. Wait, you liked Modest? Did you just say you liked Modest Mouse before they were cool? Yes. Okay. We promised never to bring up the subject of age on this show, but, uh... Wow. Oh my god, yeah. Wait, were you, like, five when it was not cool to like Modest Mouse? (laughs) That's funny. You all are so funny. (laughs) Uh, I commend my brothers unto the Spotify link in the chat, which goes to where I keep my playlists on Spotify. I listen to a vast and wide variety of music, and rather than recommend a genre, I'll recommend an album. Love This Giant, the 2012 album by David Byrne and St. Vincent. Annie Clark is St. Vincent's not stage name. Uh, It's very good. There's a brass cover version of it called Brass Tactics, which is... That is a good pun. Quality. I know, but it's a great pun. Uh, and the album's like a nice mix of kind of uh, talking heads-ish things and weird pop-punk electronica from St. Vincent, because uh, she's kind of like right between mm, like a performance artist and like a Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is in my wheelhouse. But then, I think I might... so is Weezer and Foo Fighters and... Somebody doing dishes or construction? Oh yeah, yeah. There's I don't like know, what's a the construction excavation. update? Excavation. Oh my god. Well, uh, here, let me uh, let me put the uh, I'll put the picture in the chat in a little bit. But uh, uh, looks like they have excavated another four feet down, and uh, they are just kind of installing wooden planks in order to create the uh, form of the uh, the vertical wall. There, it's very Minecraft. It's uh, it's a little upsetting to just see, like the ground level drop across the street. I had the electrician out to the house today. Oh wow! Oh, it's okay. Didn't need to come inside. This was an outdoor only issue. Um, so our uh... you called the electrician? Did you do any troubleshooting of your own before you did, or no? No, absolutely not. I don't not. see I don't I have, see Jay as a troubleshooting electricity kind of guy. No, I'm not like there's a lot of things in which I have no problem troubleshooting. Um 
you know, being in real estate, I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say I'm handy, but like, there's some, there's some things that I can do. But like, when it comes to electrical stuff, I, it's just like, fuck that. Call an electrician. I just have, I have no desire to try to fuck with that. So it's, it's a pretty simple story, but, um, it's got a bit of a humorous turns out. So our coach light stopped working. What's a coach? What's light? a coach light? Uh, I mean, I always called it a coach light growing up. Uh, it's like, um, oh, is it like an outside like entrance light? Yeah, no, it's like a lamp, a lamp post outside of your. Oh door, yeah, like a, a lamp room. post. Yeah, I mean, we call it we call it a coach light. I, I can maybe try to take a picture of it whenever I get a chance after the show and drop it in for you guys. But um, for receiving visitors at the edge of the property. Well, that's what you send the servants to do, though. Yeah. So it's kind of important where we live because our subdivision does not have streetlights. So having a coach light in good working order is kind of an important thing. And ours, um, ours stopped working. So I called um, our electrician uh, that we have a good relationship with. Uh, it's a really great local company, not a national outfit. They've done a lot of work with us. They're very familiar with the house. And uh, they sent out, uh, I explained to them what the issue was, and it's seemingly a pretty simple issue. So they sent out a younger kid, and uh, so he gets to work on it and um, fixes it pretty easily. And uh, he has it set on my front porch, and he's standing out by the coach line. I'm standing on the front porch, so take it easy, everybody. We're, we're way far apart. from. He was actually wearing a mask, too. So anyhow. He explains to me that it was a pretty simple fix and that uh, the sensor was bad because we've got one of those ones that when it gets to be dusk, the sensor automatically turns the light on. You don't have to flip a switch. And then in the morning when things get bright out, that shuts the light off. Um, so the sensor was bad. You had to simply uh, re replace the sensor, which is a pretty straightforward thing. But he seemed really disturbed. And I was like, well, what's, what's the problem? He said, well, you know, replacing the sensor on these things is, is pretty, pretty random. We do, that, we do that all the time. He's like, I just, can't, I just can't make heads or tails of what happened with your sensor. And I was like, well, what do, you, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, typically what we see is, you know, maybe the sensor got hit by a like weed whacker or it just went bad, like it was faulty or something like that. But in, the, in, in yours, like if you pick it up and take a look at it, it's, it's sort of corroded. And I took a look at it. I, I didn't pick it up, but I just sort of, you know, kicked it around with my foot. And, and you know the look that it had? I'm not sure how, how familiar you would be with this or if you can remember this. But if you remember, like, things that took AA batteries or AAA batteries mm -hmm. and maybe you didn't use it for a really long time and you went to, like, change the batteries and they were just all covered in, like, white, yep. rusty powder and slime and what have you. That's what our sensor looked like. And he was like, I've never, I, I haven't been doing this for too many years, only a handful of years, but I've never seen a sensor like that. I, I mean, I can't imagine what would happen to you. Do you spray like chemicals or like weed killer? And I was like, no, or like very anti like weed killer. We don't, we don't spray anything. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I fixed it. So he paid the bill or I paid the bill, bill. I paid it and he went on his way. And uh, I went inside, I grabbed a paper towel, and I brought it in and showed it to wife. And we had the biggest laugh 
it, it felt good because times are tough and we needed this one. It, it was well worth the hundred dollars the guy come out and fix the sensor just for this laugh. Because what the electrician didn't know that we know is that every fucking time we take our older dog out for the first thing he does is piss on that fucking lamppost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it's pee corrosion. I also had an, an electricity uh, situation this week. I mine was quite a bit simpler. We've had an outlet. Um, my my a little background. We bought a house a long time ago. Well, not a long time ago. We bought a house that was built a long time ago, and we did a bunch of work on it before we moved in. My dad has my dad has rewired two of the houses that I've lived in, and the house that they're in now they built. So like he's pretty handy, and we so we did a lot of the work ourselves, and we put in a a, a the uh, remodelers box for one of the outlets in the kitchen. And these remodelers boxes, they've got little flaps that stick out. So you just cut a hole the size of the box, and you stick it in, and then you turn the flaps, and then you you screw them tight, and it pulls against the back of the sheetrock. And uh, for the past I don't know two years, every time we pull that outlet or unplug. Unplug something from that outlet. We have to be really careful because we pull the box out. And I finally, after at least two years of having to be very careful about this, took the literally two minutes to push the box back inside the wall and screw the flaps tight so that it doesn't come out of the wall anymore. And I felt very accomplished. That's my one accomplishment for the week, and I didn't even have to call an electrician for it. Wow. Okay, carry on. Camping. Camping. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about it. So, Jay, let me argue for ebooks when camping for a minute here. Because I understand, like, liking real books. I like real books. I like turning pages. I like the feeling of accomplishment. I like the feeling of place as you're reading through something. Uh, However, when you're camping, taking less things is objectively better than taking more things. And taking lighter things is objectively better than taking heavier things. So if you think that you might read, if you're only going to read one book when you go camping, then by all means, take a book with you. I mean, it could you could fall in the lake, which would be not great for it. It could get rained on, which would be not great for it. it but, you know, I understand. But if you're going to read more than one book, or have the, uh, have the opportunity to read more than one book, I think the best way to go is the, is the Kindle. And you have as many books as you want. It's extremely light. It extremely uh, power sipping, so you don't have to worry. And I don't count a Kindle 
as electronics? Well, I think that's probably my biggest counterpoint is if I'm going camping, then I want to try to limit my screen time and I want to try to limit my electronics. I wish I had a better argument for the, uh, I, I guess we're just not an ebook family. Um, we, we've both, wife and I have both tried at various points to get into ebooks. We've tried through Amazon. We've tried through, you know, Apple's uh, ebook format. I don't know what it's called. Apple Books or what have you. I don't think uh, Apple we, knows what it's called. Yeah. I don't They change. They can't make Dot Moby. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just can't, can't can't get on board and i would i just i don't know i would feel weird being at the campsite and like having uh sort of a an erstwhile ipad looking thing out when i should be like trying to spend the time being away from the electronics i don't know i, I mean the paperwhite doesn't look like an ipad right the yeah jay the the key the key feature of the paperwhite is that it, it does not have a shiny screen it's got a matte screen the more light that you shine on the paperwhite the more you can see the text which is not like a shiny screen yeah i've seen one i've held one um i know that to to our eyes it would not look like an ipad but like to a person in general, it would look. Oh, so you're into performative camping. Yeah. You don't want to be out there with God looking at you on your iPad. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's performative, but I mean, there are typically other people around and not that I am the type of person to give a shit about what other people think i mean that couldn't be i think you guys know that 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 could not be farther from me but at the same time i i just think it's it's not about what other people are thinking it's about what i'm thinking and i would be thinking myself the whole time and i have sort of i've got my own anxiety and and, you know mental health issues etc that that sort of add to this which might, might help to explain my my point but like i would not be able to focus on the book because the whole time I'd be thinking like you're holding an electronic device, you're holding an electronic device, you're holding an electronic device. Oh, you want camping? You you want you want? No, that makes sense. You want camping verisimilitude, right? Like you want it's not going to be camping until like it feels like your archetypal image of camping. I get that. Like I need it's not camping for me until I feel like I have done kind of a Boy Scout task. Like no. I gotta chop some wood if I'm in the woods. No, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like that. I don't feel like I have to. I don't feel like it has to be performative or theatrics. I'm saying from like, I'm I, I'm being real. Like from a mental health perspective, I just don't. I just wouldn't feel good. Like I'm. A, that's awesome for you, Isaac, and that makes perfect sense for your for your setup that that you can do that. But I just that wouldn't that wouldn't work. For um, especially especially camping. I mean, even in the privacy of my few times that I have tried to do. Um, you know, an entire book uh, in an e-format. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. I've seen the quality of them and and what have you, but like, there's a, there's another whole thing where like, I, I wear glasses, I have terrible, horrific eye issues, st- not just bad eyesight, not just astigmatism, lots of sort of ocular related issues that stem back to when I was a kid. And, and I, it's bad enough that I, I slash we spend so much of our time in front of screens 
it's like reading a book is just one way that I can like purposefully, meaningfully get away from a screen. Yeah, that's how I'd put it. So you have like a, a vision of camping that is like disconnecting from society and being like out there for time's not even an important concept out there. Mm, time's not an important concept right now in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, really. I, I'm trying to, I feel like I'm trying to dig myself out of a No, 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 no. You're describing a beautiful vision of nature. Uh, and I want you to continue. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. We we take we 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 take the we take our phones. Uh, I mean, we go hiking. We take our phones, and that's that's. I mean, we don't have any service. It's mostly to just take pictures. You know, the 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 best camera on the best camera in the world is the camera that you happen to have on you. But yeah, I think for me, it's mostly about trying to, just trying to get away from screens and trying to get away from technology etc one of my favorite places to go camping is it's about 11 hours from us so we don't go very often but it's in the badlands in north dakota and one of the best parts about it is basically as soon as you turn off of the main road and onto the campground road the cell service just is gone and it makes me so happy yeah i get that i mean i do feel i i will say like in a in a in a turns out away from what I was saying, I, I do feel somewhat for like camping, you know, for going for like a, a, a day hike or a series of day hikes, um, short hikes, if you will. Yeah. I don't mind being out of cell service, but camping, camping for an extended period of time, like I, I prefer to have cell service. That's more about a safety net for, for actual emergency, meaning that, everything that isn't an actual emergency is just like, well, that's fine. This is part of camping. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, I guess when I was saying I don't feel like it's camping until I've done a Boy Scout activity, what I really mean is I'm not in the headspace of like, right, civilization's not important right now. My experience of the present moment in the world is what I'm about. That doesn't really kick in until I've started to do some like, setting up camp for the evening kind of activities. Even if I've been on site for a while, it's like a hike until I'm really like looking for firewood and putting like kind of setting the tent up, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I also feel like I was being a bit unfair to you. I mean, I, I have to say, I I hear the term Boy Scout and for a variety of reasons, just I, I fucking cringe. I mean, not just because they're problematic, uh, but because I just, I hate that, I hate that term, you know, in a derogatory sense. Hey, why don't you go figure out yourself a Boy Scout or camping is camping until you've done a Boy Scout activity. It's just like, ooh, there's like a, like a revulsion. Like, I don't need to feel like a, a Boy Scout. I don't even, I don't even know what else to say about it. I hope that makes sense. Currently, the present state of scouting is a disaster. I will say that the concept of like, kids should learn wilderness survival skills and orienteering and wandering around the world feeling comfortable in themselves and able to explore skills like that principle of scouting i think that's brilliant but like oh yeah where the organizations are at today i completely agree with you i'm 100 percent on board however in terms of priorities 
I think that we need to teach kids about like race and taxes and generational poverty and so many other things before we teach them about wilderness survival. <laughs> I don't know, man. You gotta, you gotta get. I think you gotta do both of those things at once, right? You gotta say, look, we got one Earth, and we all are born onto it, and none of this stuff is ours. It's the property of everyone before us and all the generations after us. And all we have to do right now is not f it up and not f up each other. And it's so hmm. easy to forget how important the woods are if you never go to them. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that don't have the opportunity to go. And there's a lot of people that don't have the desire to go. And um, one of the reasons we bought our camper when we did is because we wanted our kids to uh, start camping when they were young so that we would be able to keep them camping as they got older. Um, and so we have now had our camper for three or four years. And... They are super stoked to go camping uh, as soon as we are able. Hmm. My brothers, I think we should cede the floor to Xavier. He hasn't spoken on camping at all, or e-readers. I've got a hot take on both. I've got some e-reader talk and some camping talk. No. First okay. of all, on the subject of Kindle. So last summer, I- I'd been an iPad boy for years. I have the big, I have the big iPad, not not the not the fancy one, but like the base model iPad, iPad. Mm-hmm. And last summer, I bought like the eighty dollar like base model Kindle, and I fell in love with it so quickly that a week later, I went and bought the Kindle Paperwhite. How much is the Kindle Paperwhite? Somebody put that in the show notes. One hundred twenty dollars, and then twenty dollars for ad removal or if you're lucky and say hey amazon can you remove the ads on my device they'll do it for free and it's got a my little device has got a good name because you can name your devices would you like to hear the name i would like to hear the name sure kindle rific kindle rific oh like a play on twitter (laughs) ific i tried to name mine with a kind of fire demon mythology you know, because it's a, it's a little spark, but it's also kind of like a servitor and a portal into the digital astral realm. Yeah, that's usually my naming scheme for, for Kindle things. Hmm. iPads usually get, like, frog names. I think my Kindle is named Kindle. Or your account name's Kindle. Uh, yeah, it's Isaac's Kindle. Yeah, my stuff is named, like... Did you guys ever go to a bar and try to pick people up with a username? Or like a device name? Uh, What model of Kindle do you all have, those of us who use Kindles? Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) nice deflection Xavier that is some excellent judo wow that's a well we're gonna go down (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna fall into that well sometime not today I have a Kindle Paperwhite I have a Paperwhite and two uh, Fire 7s do you know what model it is like specifically the 2014 one 
Oh, you got you got one of the old Kindles. I think it's I think it was the second generation of Paperwhite. Oh, you, oh, you got to hack that bad boy. I can hack it. You can hack it. What can you hack? What can you hack it to do? Um. So you know how they have like their kind of pretty little like wallpapers for when the display is off. I mean, I just get ads. So, but yes. Oh, oh, bud. I um, know. You can. Well, you have to pay to remove the ads, but. You can hack it to, to to show the cover of the book you're currently reading. Ooh! What if I don't want people to know what book I'm reading? Uh, then you I'm, I'm almost it. always reading garbage, like garbage pulp novels. It's it's well, not a good look. Then you could uh, you could go to uh, Hitchhiker's Guide mode and have it just say on it, "Don't panic." Oh yeah, ebooks have definitely revealed that uh, humanity's reading habits are not a good look. Like at first they thought that the statistics were bad, but then they realized that like given digital anonymity, like people were willing to read Mein Kampf if they didn't have something that said Mein Kampf on it. And so like sales of books whose covers you ought not to like show on the train on e-formats much higher than the ones with real physical covers. No, that's valid. That's valid. But Isaac, I do, I do have a question. I and I and I ask this under, I I ask this understanding that you 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 know you have a family, and when you have a family, you got to prioritize things, et cetera, et cetera. But I like, I'm just curious, how can you tolerate the ad? Like, how could for like for years? Because you said it's a 2014. So for going on like six years now. I mean, like, I don't know, uh, and I say this also just both hands up being fully ignorant of the, the Kindle way of life. Um, I don't know how much these things cost. I don't know how much they cost in, in general. I don't know how much a new one is. I don't know how much it costs. Uh, to re- $20 to remove the ads. Yeah, it's just like, that's a, that's a, that's a cheap bottle. And then, you, and, then, and then you're six years free, ad-free. I hate ads. Here's the deal. Here's, here's the deal. The ad only shows on the when watch. it's locked, and I never look at it when it's locked. So I don't care. It's not. It's it's not something that I ever see. I just I hate ads. So if if I if I saw the ad, I would have gotten rid of them by now. And I did get rid of them on the kids. Our, our kids both have paper or not paperweights have uh, Kindle Fires that they listen to podcasts on and stuff. But and I've removed the ads from those. Uh, uh, that parent tax to uh, remove the ads from your kids' device because your kids shouldn't sit through an ad experience that you, an adult, are willing to sit through, that's the real tax right there, right? That's yeah. what, like, that's how they're getting you. It's not not you, an adult, that can withstand this, but, like, you, the adult that has to protect kids from crazy corporate nonsense. I mean, far be yeah. it for me to bring kids with money only energy into the show but i feel like i have to in uh, on the particular topic of ads because i'm an iphone person we're 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 an apple family and you know what's what's an iphone go good iphone new good new iphone go for these days but say a thousand bucks right probably more but let's just use nice round even a thousand dollars the se is a lot less than that and it's a good phone but go ahead um if if Apple said to me, here's this phone for a thousand dollars, but here's the same phone, but anytime you go on Twitter or 
the internet, various websites, applications that you have on your phone, you will never see any ads. $2,000. I wouldn't even blink. I'd spend the $2,000. Like there wouldn't even be, like there wouldn't even be a thought. There wouldn't even be like a cost benefit analysis. I, I would just, I would just give them $2,000. I mean, is that unreasonable? Say, do, do, uh, do people like not? J do, are you guys just okay with ads? Jay, forty percent of Americans can't pay for a thousand dollar expense that's unexpected. Well, like see, they don't have any savings at all. So here, here's the thing: we're getting into a little bit of before times talk, and I think that's okay. I think that's a space that we can play in because I find it. I'm a finance, and I find that to be a very interesting space. So. Let's make sure we separate the before times from the after times. Because the after times are very different. I mean, over 40 plus million Americans are unemployed and shit's really fucked. So it's kind of tough to talk about the current times. But let's talk about the before times. Because there's a lot of problems from the before times that are bleeding over into the after times. I mean, I, I completely am on board with the people who say that um, the, the pandemic you know, didn't bring about all of these sort of cultural issues they just shed light on them magnified them and augmented them i think the phone is 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 interesting in this space because you're right in the before times i, I read all of these articles uh about how x percentage of americans can't afford a 100 through 1000 dollars emergency and you got to dive into that a little bit and 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 think okay but these these americans that they're describing are also driving around vehicles and they all have smartphones and they all have all of the things and it's just such a sick keeping up with the joneses aspect of our society intermingled with this whole uh, I, I i don't know oh jay, jay your experience of other people's poverty is absolutely not my experience of other people's poverty i've lived in neighborhoods where people have absolutely nothing you know like people have a track phone and they don't have a car they take public transportation their whole family does their grandma takes public transportation when she needs to go to the hospital and it's two buses away hmm. we had uh we had we've we've had to do school uh remote school for the last 10 weeks um and one of the big things they were trying to figure out was our school district is something like eighteen thousand kids in it and it covers it actually it covers Minneapolis, so like our parts of Minneapolis, um, some very low income areas. And one of the things they had to figure out was how do we get if, if we're doing remote teaching, how do we get students who have n no Internet access? Uh, how do we keep them uh, able to be involved in school? And I don't know what the answer to that is. Um, like, it's one thing to not have any devices. It's another thing to not have internet in the first place. And some people, their only internet, they, they may have internet, but the only internet they have is what's on their phone. And so it's not just a phone, it's their uh, connection to the rest of the world as the world moves on around them, moves, moves forward without them. I think I was gradually going to get there uh i'm glad that we kind of skipped ahead apart from poverty the the now 
middle class, it's, it's all living on borrowed time. It's all living on credit, one missed paycheck and everything goes to shit. And, um, it's almost as if, uh, to Isaac's point, like a cell phone should be a, uh, like a cell phone should be a, a right. Like internet should be a, it should be a utility like water and sewage and electricity. It, it, it should be available like anything else. It's, 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 which we do all pay for. And some people get their stuff cut off, which is super not awesome. Right. I mean, part of the the problem is that we've got so much of the of the wealth in the country is either non-existent because it's just numbers on computers, or is owned by such a small percentage of people. There's plenty of money to go around. There's plenty of work to go around. There's plenty of food to go around. There's plenty of internet devices to go around. They're just not distributed in any way that is equitable. No. No, they're not. Oh, now that we the fuck out of the one person listening to this show. What else is there to talk about? But I believe, Jay, you wanted to talk about Wes Anderson. And why you hate the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Fantastic um, Mr. Fox. In, uh, in the first episode? Of, second episode. In the second episode that we'll never release, that we'll never get into years, we were talking about Wes Anderson film, and I... And we were all expressing our mutual love of Wes Anderson films. And I said, um, uh, casually mentioned that there was a Wes Anderson film that I didn't care for. And for whatever reason, everybody uh, uh, jumped down my fucking throat and said that I didn't like Fantastic Mr. Fox. And on air, I said that I found... Fantastic Mr. Fox to be an enjoyable film. I found it to be a delightful film. Then, and then, we got onto the after show where I revealed that the Wes Anderson film that I don't really care for is Rushmore, and then all you fuckers said that you didn't care for Rushmore either. You cucked me. You cucked me. You took me down on the show, and then we get into the after show, and then it's like, oh yeah, we agree. He's right. Hmm. So, fuck you. All of you. I believe the word you're looking for is cuss you. Yeah, we cussed you. We cussed you, Jay. And I cannot believe you hate Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's the end of the show.